It's Committed Society coming with another podcast. Hopefully everybody's doing great. Um, today is November 22nd, 2018. Not the 22nd, the 20th. My bad, people, my bad. But this, yes, this is Committed Society. We're coming with another episode, another podcast. Um, and like I'm saying, we're going to go um, to the next chapter, chapter 6 of the book that we're reading, The Finding of the Third Eye. Um, like I said, it's a great book. Um, and I'm glad that I'm reading it again with you guys and hopefully you guys go pick up the book and enjoy it yourself and, and take notes. Um, when you read a book like this, it's a lot of having an open mind and just going right back to it and reading it and then doing some more research to see if, if, if what she's saying is true, this and that. Um, it's just a book to go through, you know, The Finding of the Third Eye by Vera Stanley Alder. Um, hopefully everybody's doing well. Um, and, and the great thing about the, the book cover, um, it has a snake or a serpent um, eating its tail. Um, and then inside the, the serpent in the circle, um, there's a dove with, a, with, like the, with the leaf in the mouth. Um, so like, I guess they call it like the peace leaf or something like that. But um, very interesting book cover. But let's go ahead. This is going to be chapter six, male and female, um, the finding of the third eye. Um, this one, I think, is a pretty short chapter. Um, yeah, male and female. It's a pretty short chapter. A um, couple of pages. Uh, how many? Six, seven, seven pages. Um, so just bear with me. We're going to go through this. Um, and it's called Male and Female. Let us see what part of... Let us see that what part the much tormented question of sex plays in this deeper conception of life that we are trying to reach. We must follow our usual procedure and first try to get at the root and underlying cause, taking as broad and as scientific a view of the subject as we can. We find that male and female are really the positive and negative aspect in nature. That is to say that make it positive or electrical quality and female is magnetic, receptive or negative quality. When the two fuse, create, creative action occurs. The word negative is here used in electrical application and means that which does not act but holds power. It does not represent futility or weakness, but reserve force. The whole of the universe is built upon this fusion of male and female. From the greatest planet to the tiniest chemical cell and the same process goes on. It is really as if the world were an electric pole containing vast numbers of other electric poles of all sizes down to the most minute. Let us consider this question of electricity for a moment, quiet, simply, and you have current of electricity passing down a pole or straight line. The pole can be a bar of iron, a planet, or a person. One side of the pole is the positive or electrical side, and the other side is the negative or magnetic side. The magnetic side draws to itself, observe, and retains power. When it contacts the positive, the action or electrical side of the pole, it gives off the power, combustion occurs, a spark is lit and force is generated it is exactly the process which caused a planet to rotate move a car create a child or make a plant, a plant grow the positive electrical male side of nature is represented by the acids and the passive female magnetic side of nature is represented by the alkalis before a planet or a car moves the right constitute constituents of acid and alkali must be assembled to create the little explosion of electrical life force which brings action about. It is also this identical driving force which motivates our bodies. The tiniest cell in our body is an electrical battery in state of combustion just as our whole body is also electrical polarized. 
The acid part of our bodies is the action part of the muscles. The the alkali part of us is in the blood, which holds or carries the power to those muscles. When in a state of health, the two are rightly balanced. But at death, the power which holds them apart, the pole, is withdrawn, and the acid floods the alkaline blood, causing the whole mechanism to become static. In chemistry, you must take an alkali element and combine it with an acid element if you want to create a compound which is strong and useful. If you want to make a bomb which is only condensing the production of force into a small space, you must also bring together an acid and an alkali. When they are allowed to meet, the bomb explodes. The same thing happens when a well-matched man and woman meet. Attraction leads to combinations and then action. It must not be inferred, however, that a man is electrical and a woman is all magnetic. On the contrary, these two qualities run in juxtaposition through every cell and atom, but all existing things are preeminently of one sex, although containing both interiorly and various degrees. The planet Mars, for instance, is preeminently masculine, but of course it holds the manifestation by its pole of positive and negative. Our Earth has its pole running through it called North and South at its two ends and of course one side of the earth is electrical and the other magnetic. So also a man and woman through preeminently male electric, electric and female magnetic have each what we might call their poles running through them. The right side of our bodies is electric and the left side magnetic. The right side the side of action and the left the female or heart side. The subdivision of these two continues to infinity in our bodies until each tiny cell has its pole and even each atom as we know is revolving around its pole or axis. Thus throughout the whole of life from the greatest to the tiniest we have the same process process going on. The female magnetic power attracts the male electric force and creation and action takes place. Now as this process runs throughout everything we may expect to find an expression of it our own brain and we do. The human brain has a shape curiously like the human embryo. And it contains the part which male and part which is female. When these two parts are, are coordinated by mental training and concentration and made to cooperate, a most wonderful development takes place and the mind becomes inspired, forceful, and creative. This was well known to the very ancient people in their own remarkable way. They worship the means by which a human being can con- contact God within its own brain. They worship these symbols of the male-female power in the head. Succeeding generations in the ignorance ignorance debased the worship into phallic worship of sex in its physical sense. Our ideas about the things that matter have grown smaller and smaller down the centuries until at present they are almost non-existent. We can now begin to glimpse the truth lying behind the worship in many ancient civilizations of great trinities of life. The Christians adapted them and gave us God, the life force, the virgin or mother, the wisdom or stored power, and the sun. The result of the blending the one who acts and achieves. In most ancient religions, we can trace an appreciation of these trinities. The alchemists expressed the triangle in their own way as mercury, sulfur, and salt. Our self-salt being that which builds and acts within our own bodies. Then there is also our sun, the male electrical positive force whose rays strikes the magnetic female moon. The combination of both rays reaching the earth cause fertilization, movement, and growth. For a long time, we have been accustomed in our little limited way to think of sex only in the primitive term of power of physical procreation, not as vast process, process on which the whole universe is built. Infinite, infinite, infinitely petty and restriction taboos have shamefully locked up the entire question in a secret box in our minds.
we muddle along the complete ignorance, oblivious that the box contains our greatest jewels. Let us now take out these jewels of ours and study their values. We are confronted throughout history with certain symbols. One of them is the serpent, which we, was always much in evidence where the ancient temples devout to wisdom flourished since the old story of Adam and Eve. The serpent had represented two things, knowledge and sex, thus hinting at the close connection between them. And the secret is that the creative force within us is one single force. Whether it to be physical or mental ends, we have the choice as to which we shall direct these forces upwards or downwards. In material-minded or primitive man, it continues to be used purely for procreation or sensual gratification. But as man aspires to higher ideals, as he yearns, he creates mental and lives, the spirit and force is gradually drawn upwards to creative principles in the brain. The force is called by the eastern, the kundalini, and is likened to a serpent of fire lying coiled at the base of the spine. If man steadily purifies his mind and nature throughout living chastely and moderately, he is able to magnetize the kundalini serpent upwards through the channel of his spine until finally it reaches the masculine feminine principles of the brain and fires them into coordination. The man is then filled with inspiration and becomes attuned to the inner world of wisdom. This can only be accomplished with the help of Kundalini serpent. Perhaps Christ gave a hint of this when he said, Be ye wise as serpents. Men and women have therefore the choice to what they will do with the power with them. Shall they exhaust it, the various self-indulgence of sex life, both mental, physical, or shall they use it, become creative in realms of spirit and higher mind, a force for good? It is, tremendous, it is a tremendous choice which every human being has to face. Usually they face in unconsciously or in the dark because of the utter helplessness of present day education in these matters, hardly one of the many pitfalls surrounding them improperly explained. It is easy to convince ourselves of the fact that it is one and the same force which feeds either or procreate organs or the brain. The gland specialists have brought much to light provoking this. They tell us that the pineal gland in the head acts as a break upon sex development. As we have said, it was once a third eye, now it regulates the action of light upon the body. If the disease or inactive, we get precocious sex development. The pituitary body in the head is the gland of intellectuality, promoting the mathematical and artistic powers when it's deficient sexual abnormalities results. We also have the evidence of our numberless lunatic asylums. People largely with these, with those whose brains have deteriorated through sex excessive of various kinds. On the other hand, we have many cases of people who apparently have gone mad as the result of fanatical piousness. This needs another explanation here. We have some up against the results of what might be termed spiritual greed. A person is greedy and self-indulgent on the physical plane with natural non-change his character just because he decides the more benefit will occur from a pursuit of spiritual assets. It is possible to be greedy for spiritual food which is as yet undeserved. Very often people attempt to make it a few years of spiritual progress for what they should have been patiently working all their lives. The result is that the body had not time for its vibrations to become purified and raised to a higher tempo, and the brain is still full of the dregs of worldly and impure thoughts. When therefore by a forcing process the Kundalini serpent of fire is prematurely driven up the spine, burning away all dross as it goes and it arrives when a brain unfitted to receive it. Parts of the brain cannot stand the bath of fire and perish with the sudden burning of dross they still contain and various forms of derangement ensues.
Many highly dangerous breathing exercises originating in the East are designed with the purpose of arousing the Kundalini. They, they bring disastrous results when they're used by ignorant or materially minded people. Sometimes the same issue is achieved when those with mixed motives fling themselves violently into various religious cults and isms. We hear that their final goal turns out to be a mental home. Yet another mishaps can befall the aspirant who is not sufficient wholeheartedly, wholehearted if the once aroused the serpent and then subconsciously repents of its endeavors. The serpent rushes downwards and plunges his owner into the worst of orgies and excesses. Unfortunately, this sometimes happens to saintly men who have been just as little too ambitious for spiritual gain. We have to realize that steady paint that steady, patient, even and balanced progress is the surest way we must not expect to come to results too easily. Greed of the mental or spiritual body will produce a congestion and sickness on these planes as surely as a counterpart with one physical. To try and to attain mental expansion while still the victim of inhibitions and represent rep repressions is like expecting to become a ballet dancer while still refusing to use certain limbs or muscles. We have so full to realize the glories of possible attainment that all lesser desires simply fade out. They do not have to be re repressed. It is only the purity of one point in mind, the root meaning of pure is complete, that we can welcome to one of the greatest events of our lives, the safe awakening of Kundalini Serpent. The same truth applies in the relations between the sexes where again sincerity of purpose and wholeheartedly are the determining factors of resulting happiness. When a spiritually minded man and woman fall in love with each other, these occurs a blending and hewing between the seven-folded bodies of each of them accumulating a spiritual as well as physical creation. This gives us an ecstasy and fulfillment seven times greater than that which is average physical union can bring. Force and power are engendered and hundredfold more on the planes throughout having been considered instead of frittered away. Both the children and all creative work resulting from such a union will be incomparable superior to the average if every child were brought up with understanding and ambition focused upon such an ideal we should soon have to heaven upon earth as it is the subject of sex is so little understood that any irregularities as in manifestations consigned the victim is suffering an ignorant and misunderstand wretchedness the interplay of the masculine feminine positive energy principles throughout our bodies is not yet fully grasped. The ancient wisdom teaches that man having a positive masculine physical body has feminine negative etheric body. This may be why he has in some way much less staying power in the matter of pain and endurance than women who owes her endurance to the fact that in spite of a negative feminine physical body she has the positive or male etheric body. Many astral or emotional body is masculine and therefore active and under the control whereas woman's astral is negative and absorbing. It is as a mercy outstanding influence and that is why she can be dragged down to lower depths in some ways than a man can. A drunken woman is more terrible than a drunken man. It would seem to follow that man's mental body has a, a pre preponderance of feminine quality and women's of the masculine and perhaps it explains why wise men have always considered that women can actually take the lead and inspire them from the mental level if she but realize it and fits herself to do so. Man is meant to learn sensitivity and intuition from women and women is meant to learn steadiness and honesty 
from men. A perfect man or a perfect woman must be a complete blending of the qualities of both. That is why we are told that at the end of evolution there will be no the differentiating of sexes. Meanwhile, the process of this integration brings about temporary aberrations which result throughout misunderstanding and homosexuality and other irregularities. We are taught that men and women change their sex at various incarnations. This change sometimes produces a masculine woman or a feminine man until the readjustment is complete. It is necessary that these things are better understood than people instead of giving way helplessly to abnormalities which they discover within themselves and living in a life of shame face yet defiant indulgence which learn to master such tendencies and turn them to good account. When we consider that from the greatest to the smallest of the progress and evolution depends upon the interplay of male positive and female negative principles and how this especially applies to the mental and spiritual creative powers to which mankind is dedicated to strive, we begin to see how much futile stagnation is caused either by people who refuse any relationship with the opposite sex such as nuns and monks or by who those indulge in homosexuality. The seven bodies of men and women merge creatively when they work or play together entirely irrespective of the sexual act and stimulate and nourish one another in a way which is essential to the bringing thought through the bringing through of creative inspiration. In this temples of ancient wisdom before the degeneration, the priests worked with their female oracles to achieve their greatest results. When men and women are brought up to the sen sensitivity alive, it is an interplay of the force between them. They will obtain so much fulfillment from them that the act of procreation will fall back quiet naturally to its normal use. Sex antagonism and other inhibitions will disappear. They will be they will be produced they will be produced the perfect working unit built up of woman wisdom strength and manpower action it is upon such units that the golden age will be founded and there you go guys that's chapter six of finding of the third eye um the chapter with the male and female section um the next section that we're going to dive into next week is going to be called birth sleep and death um, hopefully everybody's doing well. Hopefully everybody's having a great time. Um, Thanksgiving is around the corner. So um, hopefully everybody enjoys it with their family. Um, I will have my podcast going on to um, this Thursday. So everybody have a great day. Thank you for listening to my podcast. And remember this book on Tuesdays that we're reading is called The Finding of the Third Eye. Peace.